0: So the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been focusing on a passage of scripture that I enjoy as uh, Matthew chapter five. It's it's Jesus's sermon on the mount. Um, if you have your Bibles, if you don't have a Bible, you can put it up. You can watch it here on the screen. You can read, read along. Um, Matthew chapter five, if you're not very familiar with it, I always like to do a little bit of a recap of um, for Matthew is writing this passage of scripture as Jesus's very first uh, sermon. Um, this is his, him is preaching to a multitude. And I believe that when Jesus is coming in and he speaks to the multitude, um, he's coming at, a, at, um, at the beginning of his ministry. And as he's speaking to this Jewish audience, he's establishing um, a, a new culture than what the people had been used to for so many years. Um, people had been waiting for a Messiah. Matthew is writing to a Jewish audience and people had been waiting for a Messiah that had been prophesied for thousands and thousands of years. And they expected a Messiah that would come and and, and maybe even lead a revolt uh, against the Roman Empire that oppressed the Jewish people. And, and they thought that he would take the throne and he would come in on with chariots. And, and, and Jesus came in a completely different way. Than people expected him to come And so when Jesus is coming He comes as a person that is breaking All types of tradition of that time Culture is different and he comes in and in and, and Matthew, he's writing specifically to these Jewish people that have been waiting for years and a way of affirming that this is who the person you've been waiting for. And so maybe today you're here today and you've been waiting for a lot of things in your life to happen or you've been waiting for just uh, God to speak to you in, in, in new ways. Um, maybe this could be a way to affirm that that God is is has something speci- special for you as well. And so... When we get to this passage of Matthew 5, we get into this place where it's called the Beatitudes. And, and for those that have grown up in any type of church, you might have heard this part that says, Blessed are this, blessed are those, blessed are the. And, and there's this segment of different things that he shares. And as Jesus is sharing here, and we've read the last couple of verses, um, it started in Matthew um, chapter 5 and verse 3, where he says, Blessed are the poor in the spirit. Referring to people that are are spiritually depending on God, like a spiritual poverty, meaning I can't feed myself, I can't sustain myself, I can't live with myself by myself. It's not possible without a God that is helping me to get there. So when J- Jesus is saying, "Blessed are the poor in the spirit," um, he's referring to people who are are spiritually broken and and come before God, and he says, "Blessed are those who mourn," and he says. Blessed are those more in referring to people that are mourning for their sin, this, this act of brokenness. And, and when Jesus is coming, he's, he's, he's coming to bring this new culture of ideas. It's not about being rich. It's about being poor. It's about coming before God and brokenness and humility. Um, I, I, I will tell you this. If, if you want anything of God and if you expect anything out of God, it comes out of giving God your entire life um, over to him. There's nothing that that you can do in life without the power of God. Um, Without God in our life and our spiritual dependency on God, we cannot walk. We can't live our marriage. We can't manage our finances. We cannot do our job. We can't manage. We can't raise our children without God in our life, walking through our life, teaching us and molding us and, and, and helping us all through the way. And so when he talks about being poor in the spirit, then he talks about being mourning. And then last week we talked about blessed are the meek, which, which is basically people who are humble, people that come before God. And it says, God, I, 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 I can't do this without you. And then he says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And, and this is this idea of, of us coming before God, wanting more of him and less of us and ourselves. So finally, we're in verse seven um, in this. And finally, Jesus is saying, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. It says, blessed are the merciful, for that shall receive mercy. And so tonight we'll, we'll cover two verses. Um, what we try to do, we try to cover verse by verse of a chapter. We try to go really, really slow through scripture because it's part of us digesting and understanding what scripture really is. Uh, And then it says, verse eight, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Tonight, I I want us to focus on these ideas of being merciful and being pure in heart. Um, We'll ask questions at the end, but uh, we'll get started here. Blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. And um, this idea of merciful, um, it, it's, it's a word that, that literally that has been used in scripture many times. And, and it comes in, and Jesus might be referring to this Hebrew word, uh, chess. I don't even know how to pronounce it, it ches- whatever. And it says, the word carries the meaning of identification and the suffering of others, of going through something with another, of entering into another, another's problem with understanding and acceptance. And this is what God um, is for us in Christ, identifying with humanity and suffering on behalf of our sin. When we talk about mercy, I, I, I'm reminded of, 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 of people that are able to stand in the gap for other people. It says, blessed are, are the merciful. Has anybody ever shown mercy to you? Like before your life, your parents or your loved one, your spouse or your friends, you know, when you show up uh, late or you've been through some stuff and, you know, you've been you've been mad at them that week or and and there's mercy. They're like, okay, I know we're good. It's all forgiven. We're good. You know, you buy me lunch next time. And, um, you know, it's okay. But Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. So they shall be shown mercy. It's this idea, and I want to break this word down merciful, because I think a lot of times we talk about you know we if you grow up in scripture or you grow up in church, listening to scripture, you hear these words, and after a while these words begin to just become repetitious words, and i I feel like a lot of times that's how how it is and and so for me, when I think about the word mercy. Um, you know, I, we hear you know things like, "Oh, your mercies are new every morning," and we hear, and this is all great. That's all foundational in Scripture. But I, I want us to really link together the idea of mercy as into getting compassion with someone, as if that is me going through that situation. I, I want to link that together. That mercy. Apart from the person, see, we can't be merciful for the person without really getting into their situations. I feel that God has called the church and he calls Vive Houston. He calls us all to be merciful to people that really need to know a good God that understands that God wants to judge people. But God is merciful in in withstanding from that judgment if people are willing to get in the middle of the situation and are able to come back to God and says, God, would you change my heart? See, I think I think I think this idea of mercy is also going even a step further. It says you're going through something with another person. And I think that a lot of times I we could say, hey, brother, oh, you know, you're going through a situation. Oh, I'll pray for you. And, and you know, how many ever say, hey, I'm going to pray for you, brother. <laughs> And how many of you actually did it? You know, you didn't, you know, you didn't, you said, oh, okay, I'll be praying for you. And then you forget that, that you have to pray for them. And then this idea of mercy, it's, it's not just so much of, I am praying for the person. Um, one of the illustrations that I always like to use is using the word intercession, and I think a lot of times we, we get words like this confused and um, intercession and, and like, well, that's a big word or, or you might have heard it in church or you grew up. And, and when you intercede for someone, I, I always tell people like this, if you really break down the word into two parts, inter and seed, um, you're, it, it refers to inter meaning you're getting into something. See, because intercession is not just praying for someone. A lot of us think, oh, okay, intercession. Yeah, I pray in intercession. We, we use them together in the same sentence, but it's not really the same thing. Because when we intercede for someone, you're entering in, enter, and then the word seed, or think about the word ceasing, or you're stopping. You're, you're, you're entering into something because you're wanting something to stop for them. When I think of someone that has cancer, when I think of someone that has diabetes, when I think of someone that is going through a divorce, when I when I think of someone that is going through addiction, when I think of someone that is is going through pain, they've been hurt. I, I want to get into their situation. I don't want to just be a church that just stands on the outside and says, "Okay, man, I'm praying for you, brother." I, I oh man, I I just want to pray for you. Okay, I'll pray for you. No, I actually want to get my hands dirty and feel the pain that that person is feeling and be with that person in the hospital. Be with that person next to their deathbed. I want to be with people when they're drunk and addiction and they're in their places of of hurt and pain after they've gone through fights of divorce and fights of separation. I want to get involved with people because that's what Jesus did to us. He got involved with us. He came to us. Jesus did not have to leave heaven to come to us. He chose to come to be among us and live among what among us. The word Emmanuel literally means God with us. And when God chose to come with us, he chose to be involved with us. To, the, the Bible even says that Jesus intercedes to the Father about us. Meaning when Jesus intercedes, he literally gets in the middle. He gets in the middle of between God and the Father. God is the one who's judging. And us, it's over here. But Jesus is our advocate in the middle. And he literally says, I want to stop this. And I want to bring reconciliation between father and son, between us and our own father, God. I, I, I pray, I hate churches. And Man, I said hate, I hate church, but, <laughs> but I hate the fact that churches sometimes want to lead from just the pew. And I feel like we should be leading by example and service and in love and compassion. Um, I, I, after this, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit. But you know, name some people that need to be shown mercy. I, for me, I, I've, I've been praying about God. God, give me, give me some people that I feel that that the church is not good at being merciful to. God, give me, man. We are man we I, I grew up here in this Houston like man oh yeah you know be merciful to the, the homeless or the people but I no, I want to go specific even even further than than that who are people that I feel that that are 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 literally living through injustice of the church or and the church has to literally stand up and say man we got to do something about these type of people because they're in our they're they're in our in our schools they're living in our communities. They're around. So I, I've been praying the last several weeks. If, if Vive Houston can minister specifically to certain groups of people, who could those people be? Although the church is for everyone, but if, if we want to just narrow our target, um, let's, let's narrow it down. So I, I, I listed a couple of people, um, victims of sex trafficking, human trafficking. Did you know that the city of Houston Is one of the big centers of, of Human trafficking in the entire nation um, Through the through the, Because we're a port city We have the second largest port in the nation um, We have tons of, of Places of prostitution You just drive through 45, drive through I-10 And 59, you drive through any hood You're going to find massage parlors Cabarets and, and and a lot of these places are are hidden Places of prostitution That we don't realize that it's actually, there's a statistic that, that I, I stumbled upon several months ago, and maybe some of you have heard me say it, but I'll say it again, is, is in the city of Houston, there's about 180 uh, locations of Starbucks, and I see Oscar has a Starbucks cup, and that's cool. He, had, he, got, his, he got his lemonade um, <laughs> fixed right before, and that's cool. You know, about 180 locations for Starbucks, but believe it or not, there's actually more brothels in the city of Houston, um, a brothel is a, a a place for prostitution than the actual Starbucks that are in the city, meaning it's a lot more easier to get a prostitute in the city of Houston than it is to actually get a cup of coffee from Starbucks. Now you might say man, that's an extreme example, but it, there's there's some truth to this. And I look at around and and I feel like as our as we've been partnering up and we want to partner with organizations that. That focus in this area. I mean, I'm I'm grateful that last month we had our vision night and we partnered with the organization called Second Cup in the Heights, Um, great coffee shop. If you never heard of it, check it out. Um, Had they they that's all they do. It's a nonprofit. All the money goes to working with um, organizations like Free the Captives, Elijah Rising, and I've worked in the past with organizations um, to help raise money for Free International, And, and these are great organizations that that God does a lot of great things with. I want to be that type of church that sees the need and doesn't ignore it. But I want to show mercy. I look at our LGBT community Homosexuals and gays and and bisexuals and transgenders and um, Houston is also one of the largest places, um, you know, for for homosexuality and 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 so many times the church gets it all wrong that that we want to push people so much away and say we don't want those types of people in the church and it makes us uncomfortable when people that are homosexual or struggling with homosexuality come around us. But I want us to be a type of people that shows mercy. To all types of people and helps identifies with those people and understands where they're coming from, understands what's going on in their situation. Why is not that they don't want to come into the church? I, I look at I, I think of us and, and not that, that we change who we are. But I think that the most important thing is that we come in with arms wide open for people. Anybody hear me tonight? Like you, you, it's, it's a, it, this is my heart. This is who I am. This is what, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. If God has been good to you, it's up to us to show mercy to other people. I, 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 I have a heart, too. My, my wife and I, we, we got a chance to go um, uh, a few years ago to the Middle East, and I, we've developed a heart for Muslims. Um, Houston is growing and growing day by day with an Islamic community um and i i I think people are more scared of arabs and when in reality, man, the church should embrace and love and tell them that there 's a Jesus that really died on the cross for their sins and 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 I feel like our our us we push away in many churches because because we 're Hispanic or because oh no no that 's not our type of people or that 's man those people are are different than us and and we don 't understand that man. What? who's going to save them? Who's going to go for them? I, I, I'm thankful that my um, two of my good friends um, are, 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 are actually going to be missionaries to the nation of Iraq. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that we partner. With, we have another friend that that is a missionary here in the U.S. specifically to the Muslim communities in the U.S. and bring an awareness to this. And I, I think I think there, we have to have conversations and open our, our doors and open our homes to other types of people. Um, I'm thankful for families that are special needs. My wife and I—we've—we've. We've, um, she she's had it on her heart as well, and I feel like this is an area that the that the church is not good at being a, a host for them. Um, you know, kids with autism, kids with um, disorders and and disabilities, and and even people who have physical ailments, and um, I I, I want to minister to them and their families, and let's find ways. Not to say that other people in the, are, are not special, but I feel like if, if, if the church can make an impact, it's going to make an impact through different types of people. And, and, if, and God, yeah, God calls us to reach everyone, but God has specifically put it on my heart that there's some, certain groups of people that are around us that, if, that we're ignoring day by day as a church. And then finally, I, I have this heart for racial reconciliation. I, I really feel that that when I look at the African-American community, when I look at the white and black and, and Hispanic, Asian, I mean we live in, in, a, in a very diverse city, over a 150 languages are spoken every day in the city of Houston. Um, yet on a Sunday, it's the most segregated um, church. I mean, day of the, of the week, and you know, I mean, you, you have black churches on this side, and white churches on this side, and Hispanic churches on this side, and and that's that's that for me is is are things that are injustices that I feel like needs to change, and I feel like um, we we shouldn't be just tolerating diversity; we should be celebrating diversity. We should be not just tolerating. Oh yeah, I'm cool with you. You're my, you're my friend. No, no, we we're celebrating each other, and we're loving each other in a whole deep, deeper, deeper level. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Who do you need to show mercy to? Who are the people types of people that the church is not reaching that we need to reach? I I I I uh, I I don't know who said this this. Uh, this um this quote and and but I I I heard it once. Um and it says if you go after the people that no one wants, God will give you the people that everyone wants. And I feel like a lot of times when people want to start a church, they want they they just want, oh man, I just want the good people, the people that are gonna, I want the all-star team, <laughs> you know, I want the dream team, <laughs> you know, and I'm praying, God show up, you know, bring people like you know, and and but God is saying for me, like God, I want the abused, the broken, the beaten, the downtrodden, the misfits, the outcasts. Because every time in Scripture I see Jesus, who was befriended of 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 women who were prostitutes, who would wash his feet, literally, and worship at his feet. I would see Jesus friended tax collectors. I see with Jesus, he's hanging out with people that are different than everyone else. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. That God be merciful in us. And God has been merciful with us. It is only our duty to do the same to someone else. We keep reading Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. Says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When I think of this word "pure in heart," and I think of of really what purity means, um, you know, being pure, you're, you're being set apart from things. But I, 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 I wanna, as I was thinking about this, and I was I was reading different things that that would help me understand this pure in heart. Jesus' understanding and what people were doing is like, any, anybody ever ever seen pure gold? Anybody? Real, real gold? You know, pure gold. And, and, and you know, if you have a, a, a ring or jewelry, more than likely it's not pure gold. Pure gold is softer than other um, metals. So, so what happens is they, they mix in nickel and iron and different types of other alloys. To make you know fourteen karat gold and you know whatever karat gold that you have and and it's it's a mixture it's a it's it's not just pure pure gold and because if you just had the pure stuff it's it it's it's not the same as what we want how we want it and forging it the, the shape that we want it to be and so. This idea of something that's pure is not having something that's mixed in with it as well. And, and not other alloys, no other mixtures, but it's pure. But I want to have a pure heart in this. See, because if you put it right here in the context of just being merciful, why do I want to be merciful? I don't want to do it because oh, I want a big church or man, I, man, let's get thousands of people in this and let's make it. No, I, I want it to be because my heart is pure. I don't want mixed motives. I, I ever met people that 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 they reach out to you and you know they had like another motive? Like, why they called you, like, hey, you don't normally call me, like, <laughs> you don't normally, it's, it's, a, this is weird, you know? And they're like, do you want to sell me something? <laughs> or, like, you know, like, they're like, what is it that, that, you know? And the pure in heart is more than this, it's, you know, and Matthew throughout this, this idea that Jesus is sharing is, um, no one, he even says, no one can serve two masters, you cannot serve God in money. Uh, Matthew six twenty four and Matthew continues in reading this idea of pure in heart. The narrow way leads to life, and the broad way leads to destruction. And he even says, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven." And so, this idea of pure is not something that 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 Matthew just shares one time. It's something he shares again and again, and again. That there's this there's this there's a straight and a narrow way, and there's a there's a there's a different ways and there's different paths. But he says, blessed are those. And, and, and to recap, this idea of blessed is this, this happiness times a million. This joyful life. If you really want to have joy and live a life of true, blessed happiness. It's us giving everything to God. And God, I give it to you. Not just because I'm doing it out of fear. Many people get saved and they get saved because of fear. Oh man, I'm scared, you know. You you come to God just because, oh, it's an obligation. All to my parents, you know. I you know I, I have to go to church, but the pure in heart, meaning meaning God, I'm exposing everything that is about me and giving it to you, and it's only you and me, God. Because what does it say? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. For they shall see God. Do you want to see God tonight? Like, Do you want to see God intervene in your life and God do things in your life? You come to God with everything you have. Pure, no other motivation. I just want relationship with you, God. I want to come before God, and I want just to understand who you are, and I want you to expose things about my life that are non-pure and are unclean. And God, I, I, I don't want to serve two masters. I don't want to go on, on the, narrow, uh, uh, the broad way. I want to go in the narrow way. God, I, I, I don't want to just be a person that says you're my Lord but doesn't live it out. I truly want to see God in my life, in, in the pure and heart of these people that, that, that say, God, I, 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 I don't want other motivations to move me. I want God. I don't want the blessings or I don't want the, the material wealth or the possessions. No, I just want God. I, many people will tell you, oh, man, you know, trust in God and, and get into God because God will give you this and this and this and that. For me, I just want God. And if, if, it, if it happens, if he heals me, if he gives me this, then so be it because it's so I can be a blessing to others. But if it doesn't happen, I just want to see God. I just want to see God. I just want to see God. Does anybody just want to see God? I just want to see God. I want to see God in my life. When I think of these words, blessed are, are, are the merciful... And I'll go back here. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be served to mercy. I want to see God use this church and everything that we do and everything that we say is here to help people see God. I I, I want to be be held accountable when I make it to heaven and and I want God to say, what did you do with what I gave you? Were you pure with it? I just want to see God. I want him. And I want to be able to show mercy to others because God has been merciful to me. Lest we forget that, man, God took us out of some stuff. Lest we forget that God took us out of our our life and and the way that we were and, and and the lifestyle we went through and the stuff that we went through. How could we not be merciful to someone else? And I want to come before God bringing him my best, my best heart. There's nothing that you can do or say. You can't work yourself into a better relationship with God. Like it doesn't happen. See, religion will tell you that. That that you have to work and and follow these rules, but you'll never amount to that. And that's what these Jewish people had had been used to hearing their entire life. That religion was a set of rules, and and that's how they they had to follow the law. But God says, "I did not come." He says a few verses later on, and we'll say that we'll, we'll share that for a few more weeks from now. But He says, "I I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fill the law." And these people are having to understand their entire. Perception is changing. Their entire paradigm is changing that it's not about the law anymore. I, Jesus Christ fulfilled it. And now I just need your heart. Now I just need your heart. I just want to see God. I just want to see God. Let's pray. Father God, God, we thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for what you're good. We thank you because you're you're good to us, God. We thank you because you've, you're merciful to us even when we haven't shown mercy to others. God, we thank you, Lord, that, that in moments of God, that in moments where we failed you, God, you still show us mercy. Let us be merciful to other people as well. God, we want to have a pure heart, no mixed motives, no other motivations. We just want to serve you. God, we just want to love on you. And God, we just want to give our lives to you. God, we love you, God. In your name we pray, amen.